Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out. And Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free. And you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor. And I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. It is Saturday, February 1st, 2020, and this is the latest edition of the Evan Talison Show presented to you by Flux Fitness Center in Racine, located at 2400 Rapids Drive in Racine, Wisconsin. So, this has been a, a, a challenging show to prepare for. Um, very challenging show to think about what I really want to say and discuss. Um, as we all know, uh, Sunday. Last week, Sunday, uh, a plane or helicopter with NBA legend um, Kobe Bryant and eight other people, including his 13-year-old daughter, went down uh, and crashed, and there are no survivors. And we've seen all week long of tributes um, directed at Kobe Bryant and some tributes directed towards the other um victims of this helicopter crash. Um, and I've had a hard time finding words on what I wanted to say about it. Because I know it's very controversial with him. Um, there's things that he did early in his career that people still have not, um, people still have not uh, forgotten about. And that's the Kobe Bryant they're choosing to remember. And then there's also people that are acting like he was some kind of saint. And that's how they're choosing to remember him. And the both people on both sides of those regards are had some bickering back and forth with one another throughout the week. Um, the, the negativity, um, the people that want to bring up his past, um, they've died out a little bit since this uh happened we're not hearing as much of it but i'm sure in the future um they're gonna start bringing up this situation again um so for today's show i'm going to talk a little about kobe bryant and give my thoughts and feelings towards people on both sides and the people that want to downplay um the people that are truly saddened and truly grieving this loss of somebody that they never met they just know him based off watching him play a sport and watching him, uh, you know, be a dad. That's the only way they know him. They don't know him personally, but they're still in mourning and grieving. And, you know, people want to downplay that as something that shouldn't be the case because you don't know this guy. Why are you so sad? But, you know, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I think we, we downplay people's feelings too much in society. Also, WWE Royal Rumble took place last Sunday. 
going to talk a little bit about my thoughts and feelings towards um, Royal Rumble. Going to talk the Super Bowl. Um, talk a little Milwaukee Bucks and their unfortunate loss last night to the Denver Nuggets. Um, people are uh, freaking out and jumping off the fence and overreacting to that loss. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame announcements are going to be made later today. Um, at the time of listening to this show, um, the announcements are going to be made and um, that's actually the topic I'm going to start with. So, as I mentioned at the intro, this is the Evan Wattallison Show presented by Flex Fitness Center in Racine. If you're in southeastern Wisconsin and you're looking for a gym to work on your health and fitness goals, then Flex Fitness Center is the place for you. It is located on Rapids Drive across the street from Horlick High School, and uh, it is just a good environment, a good uh, staff clientele there, very supportive of one another, and they got personal trainers uh, to help you if you need some uh, help, and they got nutrition people there to help you as well. You can also get therapeutic massages as well, and I actually had one um, a few weeks back, and it I still feel good from it. Um, my, some of my muscles are starting to get a little tighter again, and I just got to really work on stretching, um, but overall, after the massage, I felt great, and I still feel great, and it's it's a great experience to do, and my hips, my back, my shoulders, areas that carry a lot of tension were extremely tight, and now they are kind of loose, and I'm able to, uh, able to enjoy myself, you know, enjoy life a little bit more instead of feeling tense all the time, so... Flex Fitness Center in Racine, located at 2400 Rapids Drive. Check it out and, uh, you know, let me know what you think if you have uh, checked it out. So, with that said, NFL Hall of Fame. Um, the finalists are going to be announced today. Um, 15, or I should say not the finalists, the inductions will be announced today with 15 finalists. Um... You have Alan Fanica up for Pro Football Hall of Fame, Steve Hutchinson up for Pro Football Hall of Fame, Edgerin James up for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, John Lynch, and uh, Troy Palomalu. You got Leroy Butler, Steve Atwater, Reggie Wayne, and a few others. And I think it's truly time that we start recognizing just how good Leroy Butler was as a player. He, he, to me, he's often forgotten about. You know, people pro Palmalu, um, you know, there's uh, Steve Atwater, there's um, John Lynch, guys that they always talk about and bring up. Um, and at the end of the day, To me, Leroy Butler is better than Palomalu, Lynch, and Atwater, and he was better to me than uh, better to me than uh, Brian Dawkins, the guy that not too long ago. And I know people are going to think I'm crazy and stupid for saying that, but really look at Leroy Butler, the player, first ever twenty sacks, twenty interception player in his career. He changed the way the safety position was played. 
you know, you look at some of the safeties today, Leroy Butler, if he in his prime could still play at a high level in the, today's NFL and he would be one of the top safeties in football. He 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 was a you know great player who gets overlooked on a a team with the likes of Reggie White and Brett Favre. And he gets overlooked because of that. But he's just he's up there with Leroy. I mean he's up there with Brett. He's up there with Reggie. Dessert uh in regarding being important members of those teams. And he's the guy on the defense offensive coordinators game plan around. They they look for where Reggie I mean where Leroy was on the field and went the opposite way or tried to go the opposite way. He was the guy that changed game plans before, you know, guys like Palomalu did. And Leroy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I hope um, later today, again, this is uh, recording on February 1st, I hope he gets selected. He's waiting for word right now. He's waiting for that knock at the door to get in. Um, I hope he gets in. He deserves to get in. Will he get in? I don't know. Um, I, I think the voters are likely going to go for the bigger name for some reason. Leroy is always getting overlooked. Um, but he definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And he better get in. So what are your thoughts? Uh, give me a tweet at Evan Witt Sports. That's W-I-T Sports. Um, Evans, E-V-A-N. Um, shoot me a tweet. Let me know your thoughts um, and feelings on the NFL Hall of Fame and Leroy Butler's uh, enshrinement, um, if he is as deserving as I think he is. Let me know your thoughts. You can also email me, um, coachevan66 at gmail.com. The other finalists out there, Tony Baselli, Isaac Brutes, Al, uh Sam Mills, John Lynch, I mentioned, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Bryant Young. To me, Leroy should get in. Atwater should get in. Reggie Wayne should get in. Um, Sam Mills should get in. That's to me who should get in. And we'll see what happens uh, a little later for Leap 36 on Twitter. So, moving on, more NFL talk. The Super Bowl is tomorrow, February 2nd, and I've been giving a lot of thought on my predictions or my thoughts on who will win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are an offensive juggernaut, juggernaut. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 2019, uh, they got the best, one of the best tight ends in football, and Travis Travis Kelsey. They got Tyree Kill, one of the fastest players in the entire NFL, and they have a very explosive offense that can put points on the board in a hurry. We've seen it in the playoffs, the divisional round against the uh, Houston Texans, where they were down early and came back to blow out I think 51 unanswered points or something. You know, not 51 answered, but. They scored a ton of unanswered points to get the lead back and ended up winning, I think it was 51-24. The Tennessee Titans got up early on the Chiefs, and they ended up pulling away and winning that game. And the thing with the Chiefs, they can just score on you in a hurry. Before you know it, you think you're in control of the game, then next thing you know, boom, they get a big play. Big 40-yard, 50-yard, 30-yard, 70-yard touchdown strike to Kelsey or Hill or one of the other offensive weapons. 
they're a tough team to crack. I'm not going to lie. They they don't allow sacks on the quarterback. Mahomes typically has all day to throw the football. He uh, can pick apart defenses um, pretty easy if he gets time to throw. And then you got the San Francisco 49ers. They've gotten to the Super Bowl going through the, the divisional round and the NFC Championship game really not throwing the ball at all. They're playing to their strengths, which is their running game. And depending on a top-notch defense led by the line of Nick Bosa and uh, Armstead and Solomon Thomas and um, a defense that really gets after the quarterback. And I bring up Solomon Thomas as he's a, you know, he's a uh, 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 rotational guy, but, you know, they have a defensive line that really gets after the quarterback. It can make quarterbacks uncomfortable. They got a pretty fast linebacking core. And they got a uh, defensive backfield that's pretty good, led by Richard Sherman, who is still playing at a very high level. I look at the game, so I'm going to jump back to your Panther uh, Denver Broncos Super Bowl um, from a few years back. I thought the Panthers, the superior offense, was going to come in and get the win, but the superior defense, led by the pass rushers of Von Miller, and the Marcus Ware made life a living hell for Cam Newton, and the Broncos won by dominating that game. The Broncos and the Seahawks. The the, Bron- the Broncos led by the best offense in football, and Peyton Manning uh, looking like Peyton Manning in his prime. Uh, the Broncos offense just crushing everybody, and they go into the Super Bowl, and the Steelers' def- I mean, that Steelers, the Seahawks' defense shuts down the, the, the Broncos completely annihilates them, kicks the living crap out of them, and the Seahawks run away with the win. Typically, the teams with the stronger defense win. Teams with the better defense win. Look at last year, Patriots and the Rams. The Rams, best offense in football, uh, defense that was pretty good. Um, Patriots, defense, very good, and the better defense won. And when I look at this game, that's the direction I look at. That's the direction I go. I got to go with the better defense. The 49ers have shown time and time again that their defense is damn good. Um, I've seen them up close three times, um, twice against the Packers, once against the Vikings. And obviously I followed this team um, a little bit because I knew this was going to be the team the Packers would have to get over to get to the Super Bowl, and they weren't able to. But I just think the 49ers are going to win. I think the 49ers end up winning 31-27, 31-24, and I think they're able to run the ball on the Chiefs, and I think they're able to uh, not allow a bunch of big plays in those uh, 24 or 27 points. The Chiefs are going to have to earn. And the big thing is Mahomes loves hitting the big play. Well, force him to be a dink and dunk guy. And you got to tackle. And the 49ers' defense is quick enough to get get to the ball carrier and get the ball carrier down before they start making some big plays. And my my guess is Andy Reid's going to look to get Tyreek Hill um, the ball in space and let him make some moves. You just got to get him down. Get him down to the ground, hit him a few times, and you know that could be uh, a way they end up slowing down this Chiefs offense. Big thing is forcing them to have to dink and dunk. So, But like I said, I think the Chiefs uh, lose this one. I think the 49ers win. I would prefer to see the Chiefs win as I love Andy Reid. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Um, I think he's an all-time great coach. 
21 years in the NFL, his second Super Bowl appearance. And I just think he needs he deserves a Super Bowl. And he seems like an overall nice guy. But I just don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to move the ball against this 49er pass rush. 2020 Royal Rumble. Uh, moving on. The Evan with Allison Show presented by Flex Jim of Racine. And I'm going to quickly go through the show, my thoughts. On the pre-show, kickoff show, whatever you want to call it, Sheamus against Shorty G. Wasn't exactly what I thought, Sheamus getting the win. Uh, the United States champion on the kickoff show, Andrade versus Humberto. I think it was the right call. Now knowing what I know now, I still think you give Andrade the title. Or keep, I haven't keep the title. Humberto's not ready to be a champion yet. He's still very... Green, uh, in regards to in the WWE, he's still working on getting over with the fans. He's still working on putting getting a name for himself. And I think he would have done a lot of damage to the U.S. title by taking it off at Andrade. Now, unfortunately, he has a 30-day suspension, which they're going to keep him as champion. Um, but we'll see where it goes from there. Roman Reigns defeating Baron Corbin in a false count anywhere match. The right choice. Um... I wish they would end the feud, but as we saw on Friday Night SmackDown, we had a six-man tag, the Usos and Reigns versus Corbin, Rude, and uh, Ziggler in a loser-eats-dog-food match, and that was very unfortunate. It was an awful, uh, awful thing to include, and I, I wish they would just end the feud and let them both move on. Um, the Women's Royal Rumble match... Um, Charlotte Flair got the win. I'm kind of torn on how I feel about that. Um, I personally feel from uh, uh, Shayna Blatt Baszler, uh, Bad, uh, Baylor. Um, I I think she should have got the win. Um, she came in at number thirty, completely. Um, Shayna Baszler came in, completely annihilated everybody at number 30, and annihilated Beth Phoenix. Um, and I, I think she, I think she should have won. I, I mean, I, I think they should have gave her the win of NXT. Instead, they gave it to Charlotte Flair. I know Charlotte Flair is the bigger name. She's the more well-known name, and they gave her the win. But I think uh, Shayna Baszler should have won. Um, just, just my thought, um, Charlotte Flair, he, she, she doesn't, she didn't need that rub. She didn't need the, the win, um, but they, they gave it to her anyways. SmackDown Women's Champion, Bailey versus Lacey Evans. Bailey gets the victory. It, it wasn't a good match. Bailey and Lacey Evans don't have any chemistry together. Lacey Evans is still kind of raw in the ring. You still have to carry her a little bit. And Bailey wasn't able to do that. And there is no passion by the competitor. And the thing was, Lacey Evans' daughter has been being mocked and, uh, you know, being talked about and being involved in this feud. You'd think Mama Bear would have been a little more fired up. Um, Bailey taunted her after throwing her in the barricade and then... Evans didn't really, again, show a lot of compassion, you know, passion in there. 
I, I, I just don't think it was a good feud. And now SmackDown, it looks like we're going to have Bailey and Naomi with a bit of a feud. We'll see if Bailey and Naomi have better in-ring chemistry than Lacey Evans and Bailey. We'll see. Universal Championship match, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan in a strap match. And typically when I see matches like this, I don't like them. These gimmicky matches, strap matches, stuff on a pole match. I like ladder matches when you don't do them so often, which WWE pretty much only does them now for Money in the Bank. But Bryan and The Fiend, uh, Bray Wyatt, they did a great job in this match. Great job telling a story. It was a great, awesome match. Daniel Bryan gave it his all to try to knock off The Fiend, and they had The Fiend stand tall, which I think is great. I think it's way too early to still take the title off of him. Um, I, I love The Fiend's character, and I liked the, how the match went. And hopefully we uh, continue to see um, The Fiend stand tall. Well, the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch and Asuka, 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 great match. Um, I'm kind of tired of Becky Lynch being the champion, but at the same time, I don't think this was a place to have her lose. I think WrestleMania is that place. WrestleMania is where you get her, you have somebody knock her off, hopefully not Charlotte Flair. But I think that has to happen at WrestleMania. And then Becky Lynch takes a bit of a sabbatical before coming back. That's just my opinion. I think it's time to take the title off of her, but I think it was right keeping it on her at Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre, the men's Royal Rumble winner, I think that was great. I think that was a a great pick. I think it was him eliminating Brock Lesnar was huge. I think we're gonna hopefully Lesnar wants to have a good match with uh, Drew McIntyre, and it should be a. It should be a fun match, and they they pulled the right the right buttons on that. And Lesnar, I didn't like Lesnar being in the Royal Rumble to begin with. I didn't like him being number one, and I didn't like him just pretty much going through the entire uh, uh, competition and just eliminating them left and right. At least Elias understood his role in his little song, saying he's a sacrificial lamb. He knew it, and I wonder if he's going to get punished for that. But they squashed, hadn't pretty much squashed Kofi Kingston, um, Rey Mysterio, Big E. That could have been fun to watch for a little bit. Big E and, and uh, Brock go at one another in the Royal Rumble, but they just had a couple good ma uh, moves and then have them throw them out. Um, Shelton Benjamin, they, uh, I think that was a good spot overall. Keith Lee and Strowman and Lesnar, they, they kind of went through that fairly quickly. Um, but McIntyre, Claymore and Lesnar out of the ring, I think that was great. Um, Edge coming back was huge. I'm glad Edge can wrestle again. I, I don't know how long we get to see Edge. It's about pretty much going to be borrowed time before he has to hang him up again. But I, I thought he put on a strong performance. It was great hearing his music. It was fun. Um, and then... The whole Rollins uh, issue, the whole, whole Rollins thing, I think, was genius. Um, him coming in, his buddies helping him out. Eventually, his buddies and uh, Samoa Joe and Aleister Black and Keith uh, Kevin Owens chase off all through Japan and Buddy Lee. And then they just take turns knocking out Rollins um, and then get back to fighting. 
Um, Reigns being eliminated by McIntyre, I think, was really good too. And I get, I agree with CBS Sports, and I give it an A. Except for the first portion of the match, where Lesnar just pretty much eliminated everybody, including MVP, who made an appearance back. Um, Morrison, who uh, they were trying to make a big deal, but I think he could probably get over that. And last but not least, I want to talk about, and this is kind of a, you know, this is why I've delayed doing my show this week. So I didn't really know how I wanted to address it. I was in shock on Sunday. I was in shock when I when I, I heard the news that a helicopter went down, crashed, and Kobe Bryant was on board and passed away. Him and eight other people, including his 13-year-old daughter, lost their lives. And I, I didn't know what words to say. I didn't know how to put it into words, how I, how I feel about this. And I'm, I was thinking about, you know, different going back in time where athletes like this prime of their life passed away like this very suddenly very shockingly very unexpectedly and Dale Earnhardt popped in my head I remember exactly where I was when I heard the news that we lost Dale Earnhardt um and this is one of these things I'm gonna remember too exactly what I was doing where I was when I heard how I felt when we heard that Kobe Bryant passed away he was an icon in basketball and he was just starting to get his footing on his post-basketball career and what he wanted to do post-MBA. He was a, a father to his four daughters. He was a husband to his wife. He was advocating for women's sports and women's basketball, going to UConn games, WNBA games, um, following his 13-year-old daughter around who was potentially a basketball prodigy. Um, he was, you know, shaping up to be a outstanding man and I, and I get that he had the rape allegations back in the early 2000s that some people um, which un, un, understandably so especially victims of sexual abuse um, have not you know that's what they remember Kobe Bryant as and you know you're allowed to have your feelings um, but that's all they want to remember him as but the thing is, and maybe it's because of the line, line of work I work in, but the thing is, people change. People make mistakes, and then people change. And he, yeah, didn't get, if he if it did happen, if he did actually rape the young woman in Eagle, Colorado, he should have faced consequences, and he didn't. And But the thing is, he became a changed man after it. He, he changed his life. He he really took a hard look at himself and really changed who he was and how he was off the, off the court. Became a great husband, became a great father, and he just became a great ambassador to the uh, great ambassador to the to the NBA and eventually I think to the WNBA. But we're we're never going to get to see that take full effect. And I hear people, I, I've seen people and heard people arguing that it was over the top, it was overblown. What about these so-and-so veterans that passed away? Um, one was a story from 2005 people were posting around after 
the, the after Kobe uh, name got announced, and they're like, "What about their attention? Why can't? What about? How about them? You know, they were they're heroes. They should be talked about even more so than Kobe Bryant." And I don't necessarily disagree with you on that, but the thing was, <sighs> let people mourn how they want to mourn. I guess that's really how, what I want to say. Let people grieve how they want to grieve. Let people feel how they want to feel. This shook a lot of people. A lot of current players in the NBA. A lot of former players in the NBA. A lot of average people. The mama mentality. He had a big following. He had a big support. He was loved by a lot of people. And I'm not downplaying the love that people had for the, the other people that have passed away. I'm not downplaying the love that people had for them. But Kobe Bryant was a superstar. He was a megastar. Well-known name on that chopper. And ESPN, of course, is going to keep talking about Kobe Bryant because it's a sports channel and he was a basketball icon. What, what do you expect? And I'm glad to see that the other, the other seven passengers, um, besides Kobe and Gigi, are starting to get a little bit more attention from this, um, talked about a little bit more, remembered a little bit more. But that's just the way things are, and to downplay people's emotions because you understand how people could feel this way for Kobe Bryant, well, just keep your mouth shut. You know, let people grieve and feel how they want to feel. And for those that want to attack the people that don't feel that way about Kobe, let them feel how they want to feel. At the end of the day, our emotions are ours. We don't have to justify how we feel to anybody except ourselves. So... With that said, hope everyone has a great weekend. I hope for a great Super Bowl and safe Super Bowl tomorrow. And I will be back with you next week to recap Super Bowl against the Chiefs and the 49ers. I will talk to you all later.